0: In our first reading from the prophet Amos, we hear Amos criticizing the temple officials for cheating the poor. But even more so, he criticizes them for their attitude toward the law. Because we hear these temple officials saying things like, when will the new moon be over? Then we can sell our grain. Or the Sabbath, then we can display the wheat. You see, these temple officials were cheating the poor, but they thought, oh, I'll do the honorable thing by not doing it on the Sabbath at the very least. But Amos replies very sternly that there is nothing honorable about that. There's nothing honorable about following the letter of the law if you're gonna go right back to cheating the poor and sinning. It Reminds me of a little story of mine from high school. My friends and I were out and about on a Friday night in the springtime, and we were hungry. But it was a Friday night during Lent. We didn't want fish and we had already had cheese pizza. We wanted the holy grail of late night food runs, Taco Bell. So what did we do? We waited until 12 midnight and at about 12:05 a.m. we had some Crunchwrap Supremes. They tasted great. And again, that's a little bit like that situation in the first reading. Yes, I didn't really break any rules per se, but I was only following those rules out of obligation. I was kind of following the letter of the law, as it were. And so these readings, I think, today present us with a very interesting question. And that is, do we follow Christ with our whole selves or just out of obligation? Is going to Mass an obligation for us? Are we just checking off boxes whenever we might go to confession? Or even, are we only following some of the teachings of the church because we feel that we have to? And if that's the case for us, then that's like lining up at Taco Bell on a Friday night at midnight in Lent. Because truth be told, obligation, when we live our faith in obligation, it means that we're holding something back for ourselves. And we're not being fully 100% generous With God, And I'm not holding myself immune from this. I'm guilty of this just as much as anybody else. When we don't give of our whole selves to Christ, when we don't give of our gifts and talents and time, and even in my case, my appetite, to God. But that's not what we're called to do. We're called to be generous with our gifts, generous with our talents, and generous with our energy toward God. We have a great example in Christ himself. He didn't save us out of obligation. If we were to ask Christ, why did you die on the cross for us? He wouldn't say, eh, because I had to. No. He would say that I did it out of love. And he gave his whole self for us. He did it out of love. He was all in. And there was nothing holding him back. Or even if we look at some of the examples of the saints, even the early church martyrs, or even some of the martyrs today in the Middle East, When push came to shove, the faith was not an obligation to them. They were all in as well. They held nothing back, and they did it out of love for Christ. Obligation doesn't lead us to the cross, but love will. Or even look at the example in our own day of Mother Teresa. You know, if her charity to the poor was only done out of obligation then when she started to experience that dark night of the soul, that desolation, she would have been gone. First moment of desolation, she would have said, I'm done, sayonara. No. She stayed, and she did everything that she did out of love. No obligation on her part. She was all in, and held nothing back. Now we might say, well, this is is pretty difficult. I'm not Mother Teresa. And every time I go to confession, I'm reminded, I'm not Mother Teresa either. But it is true that all of us, At the end of our lives, we'll be asked to prepare an account of our stewardship, as we heard in the gospel. We'll be asked at the end of our lives how generous we were with God, whether we followed him just out of obligation or out of genuine love. And this includes not just those usuals of time, talent, and treasure, and those things are important, we wouldn't be able to have a functioning parish without them, but the internal disposition of our hearts is just as important, whether we did it out of love and faith or whether we did it out of obligation. Because truth be told, faith gives without bound, without counting the cost. Obligation only gives with regret and reluctance. So we're called to give of ourselves to God, and this requires the gift of generosity. So how do we grow in this generosity toward God? Well, we have to pray for it. Like every grace and every virtue in the church, we have to pray for these things that we want from God. And we have to pray that God can make us generous. And a great prayer maybe that we can pray was written by the great Saint, Saint Ignatius of Loyola. He was the founder of the Society of Jesus. And he wrote a beautiful prayer. It's called a prayer for generosity. And maybe we could pray this prayer. There's a billion different versions of it out online. Maybe go find this prayer and pray it once in a while. He says, Lord Teach me to be generous. Teach me to serve you as you deserve. To give and not to count the cost. To fight and not to heed the wounds. To toil and not to seek for rest. To labor and not to ask for reward. Save that of knowing I am doing your will. What a beautiful prayer that we could pray to ask God to help us to be generous. To get rid of obligation and reluctance in our hearts and replace it with pure love with pure gift. So we have to pray for it. We have to pray for this gift of generosity if we want to be like the saints, Mother Teresa, or the martyrs, or like Christ himself. And if we pray for it, we know that God will give us that grace. So let us pray to God today that he can show us where we're not fully giving of ourselves to him so that he can turn obligation into love and zeal. And pray that we can be people of generosity, holding nothing back, so that we can truly give God everything.